What's going on, people? We are back for another episode of Brothers from the 818. My name is Dave. As you know, I'm here with my man, uh, 50 Grand. Caleb, what's going on with you, Caleb? It's good, man. Um, yeah, man, it's Saturday. Usually I don't get to see you on Saturdays. I'm happy to be uh, doing this podcast today. Absolutely, absolutely. You guys know we normally get together on uh, Tuesday night and do a recording to drop it on Wednesday for you. But today is our special Father's Day episode. Um, yo, man, I don't know if you realize this, but in the 37 years we've been friends, 27 years you've been a parent, 24 years I've been a parent, I don't know if we've ever uh, shared a Father's Day together. Can you recall a time? No. Uh... No, I, I can't recall a time, probably because we were busy uh, uh, hanging out with family. Um, but yeah, man, it's good to be with you today. Absolutely, man. It was good to see you. It was good to see the wife and, and the kids and, and, and Grammy. Um, that's all good, man. It was, it was nice to have you guys come through. And, um, you know, my boys see you guys coming as, as National Treasure Day. They really love uh, mm -hmm. hanging out with you guys and seeing the kids and all of that. So, um, so that's what's up. Yeah, man, we enjoy spending time with them as well. We love those kids, man. Yeah, it was it was a good group. We had a good time. Um, so special Father's Day episode, man. I'm glad we got a chance to do this. We're going to have some special guests tonight. Uh, guests, plural. So we're going to uh, see how this works out uh, yeah. tech-wise. Um, still a little bitter about last week, man. I don't like that uh, we really didn't have a video presentation um, for everyone, you know, 70 minutes is a long time to listen to two brothers just yammering on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, unless you're used to listening to podcasts in the car while you're driving, you know. Um, hopefully, um, people would, uh, people still are, are listening in and checking us out. Uh, I know as much as, as, they, as they would love to see our beautiful faces, you know, it's still uh, the, what we're talking about. The substance is really why I hope they continue to to uh, chime in. Absolutely, absolutely. I think there's some, uh, there's a little bit of pride for me to be able to say we're out on uh, YouTube and nine different listening stations, um, except for last week. It was just nine different listening stations. <laughs> <laughs> there was no YouTube. So, um, so yo, man, I want to get into it. Um, you know, uh, we're going to do a little check-in. We're going to bounce around a little bit. But before we get started, I just want to tell you, uh, tell you first, happy Father's Day, man. Yeah, man. Happy Father's Day to you. You know, um, I was, I became a father when I was 21. And um, anyone that know me knows that I have a 27 year old, I have a three year old and a one year old. Right? And so there's a, a lot of learning and a lot of different parenting uh, in that time span. Right. And a lot of what I did at 21 was by trial and error, you know, and um, you know, after, after my oldest was, was, um, you know, on, on her feet and walking around, you know, then you and I, we learned to parent together, you know, and, uh, I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for her mother. She did an exceptional job and I'm grateful to my wife today who continues to, um, uh, help me, uh, sharpen my, sharpen my iron. Right and uh be the best uh father that i could be um and so much so much is talked about and in this country we talk a lot about we really honor we really honor the women and as they should be honored right um but 
hopefully today we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the value of having a, a father in the home or not even even if he's not in the home a father in a child's life that's real um and i really appreciate you taking the time to really honor um your daughter's mother as well because um you know i like to think of myself as an outstanding father but um you know that base was secured with the power of the, their moms in their life um like you my um my oldest is he's not quite 27 he's 24. um but you know every time i get a chance i want to just show a little honor to his mom because together we were amazing parents um whatever we weren't able to do as a couple we were able to uh much uh, greater and exceed um expectations as parents you know we raised a good young man who has a good heart on his shoulders a good head on his shoulders um just graduated college you know he's he's paving his way and doing the best he can and um and didn't make a lot of the mistakes that we made right and and um and didn't walk a lot of the path as well right so no apologies for that i'm really thankful um that we we're able to do that and i think the other thing you pointed out is we was just guessing and figuring it out and um we weren't babies having babies but we were pretty young and to uh, a lot of what um uh my i went through with my oldest i learned better when i started having children again yeah. and so you know he'll tell me often dad you can get soft in your old age and i'm like i think you just wanted to kind of see them go through some of the trials you went right, through but right, that's not right. how this works that's not how this works at all yeah i so, realized that I, I realized that um even with um my two youngest man they you know i'm a different i'm a different parent even in a, even in a short time span from from my three-year-old to my one-year-old i'm a different parent to both of them so you know um and and rightfully so i'm a different parent to all three of them and the experience that that they that they get is is based off of my experience that i have as a parent okay so um it, it's interesting you say that i tell my kids all the time you guys have three different fathers the first time I said that, this kind of looked at me like, uh, what are you trying to say? It's like, you guys have three different fathers, just like I have three different sons. Um, and, you know, I look at you guys differently and what you guys need from me um, taps into three different areas of my ability, my personality, my, you know, my grit and everything else, you know, and, and, um, and that was one of the biggest lessons I learned, if I'm going to be honest, that I figured I did a good job with the first one. We'll just duplicate that again with the next two. And I learned real quick that, you know, there's different people. You don't get to do it like that. So, all right. So, Caleb, you know, um, we can uh, talk all day long. You know that. We've been doing this for a while now. This is episode 11, believe it or not. Um, but um, uh, as I mentioned, we have some special guests. And so um, our first one uh, just joined us. Uh, so I want to go ahead and bring in a, a good friend of mine. His name is Garrett. Garrett, can you hear me? I can. Hello. Hey, David. Welcome Caleb. to the Brothers from the 818. Pleasure to be here. Honored. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, are you familiar with the 818 at all? You know where that area code is? <laughs> it's an area code. No, I've, yeah, I've been out there. Um, I, had a, I had an uncle that lived out there for a while. And okay. um, so, yeah, familiar with the area. Okay. Good. Good. Well, Garrett, the floor is yours. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Uh, first of all, again, thanks for having me on. This is a definite pleasure and an honor. When I spoke with you, David, about coming on, I was like, this is. This is cool. This would be my first podcast to be on. So it's great. Right. Um, uh, 
So me in a nutshell, right? Garrett Kerr, I'm in education. Uh, David and I happen to know each other from work. Um, and I am married. I've been married for 17, almost 18 years. I got three boys ranging from 14, 12, and two. Yes, two. Uh, he'll be three in like two weeks. So uh, he can't grow up fast enough. <laughs> uh, but that's a big gap. Um, been in education for like 20 years. And just love being a dad, love being a husband, and just trying to live my life. Hey, Caleb, I knew he'd fit in. Um, so uh, go ahead and tell him the age ranges of your children, man. Yeah, I was, uh, I was smirking when, when he shared. Uh, Garrett, I have, a, uh, I have a 27-year-old, I have a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Uh, and so, um, yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, welcome, welcome to the uh, welcome to the pr prolonged uh, fatherhood. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy for sure. I love yeah. it though. Yeah, that's fun. All right. So, Garrett, the floor is yours. Do you have a uh, special Father's Day message for anyone? Um, just all the dads out there. Um, fatherhood is the one of the most challenging things I've ever done in my life. And, uh, but I would not give it up because it's the most rewarding thing that I've ever done in my life. I love my boys and uh, I, I've come to love other young men too because of who they are and what they want to do and uh, their belief that they can grow and change into better men. Um, you know, uh, it's really hard to, without getting too emotional about it all, Right. Like I just I just love being a dad and I want other men to know that it's OK to be a father. It's OK to be vulnerable and love your children and let other people see you love your children, too, because that's what this world needs right now. They need to see people loving each other and caring about each other, especially if you if they see you taking care of your own, your family. They'll respect you and they'll appreciate you and what you do and know that you're going to in turn respect them and love them, too. Those are strong words, man. Um, definitely appreciate that. Um, I've often said of all the jobs I've ever had, of all of the activities I've ever participated in, my absolute favorite in the world is being a dad. Um, I can't think of anything else I would rather do. Um, and, um, you know, they say if you, if you love what you do, it's never work. Um, well, I work hard every day and I do love what I do. <laughs> but I being, being a father, being a parent, you know, is work. But being a father is work because um, it's a it's a recommitment every day and it is work. You just got to put it in. So um, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, hey, Garrett, sure. I have a question. Yeah. Um, you know, we all learn on the fly. You know, there's there's plenty of books out there on 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 parenthood and and uh, childhood development. Um, how did you like what shaped the, the the father that you are today i think we learn most from mistakes right um i haven't learned a lot from my own mistakes I've, I, unfortunately and i and i hate to say it in this negative tone or way but i looked at my own father's mistakes mm -hmm. and i saw what i didn't want to do and didn't want to become yeah um that's not to say that we don't genetically and inherently become that way a little bit right yeah. um just 
quickly, like my parents divorced when I was seven. You know, that's not totally unique, right? That happens to what, 50% of people in this world nowadays. Uh, but like I said, when I, I saw that happen and I, I immediately told myself, that's not what I want to do. That's not how I want to live my life. That's not how I want my kids to see me. Um, you know, and I went through quite a rocky period with my dad of me having a relationship, not having a relationship, you know, as a teenager who really wants their parents in their lives anyway. Um, you know, but that even created more distance uh, between me and my dad. And it wasn't until my early 20s that I really started to kindle, a, like have a relationship with him. And, yeah, that's, you know, unfortunately, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, he left when he was just shy of 65. And that I only had about five years that I really started to develop a relationship with him. And um, to this day, you know, there's not much that I wouldn't give to have more time. But seeing that and knowing that, hey, time is precious. Don't make mistakes if you can avoid them. But you learn from them for sure. And then, you know, grow from them. And then, again, that time is so precious. So, so make the most of it when you have it. Yeah, hey, thank you for sharing that. You know, I love the, the evolution that I see in, in the men around me, you know. And I think it's very honorable how you describe, you know, your, your role and, and, and how, um, what shaped your, what shaped the, the man that you are today. I had a very similar experience. And so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, my pleasure. So Garrett, um, how will you be celebrating Father's Day this year? Uh, well, I just went to the store, picked up my meal, <laughs> uh, roast, carrots, potatoes, the good stuff. And it, lately in quarantine, me and my boys, we like to make cakes. So uh, whether it's like a three layer round or just a long sheet cake or whatever it is, but we try like spice cake, marble cake, you know, just chocolate fudge, whatever. So we're going to get together. We'll do that tomorrow, the boys and I'll do that. Um, but, you know, tomorrow's Sunday. Um, I observe the Sabbath. We'll have church service here in our home. And uh, I was just talking to my wife about like, hey, how do we want to do this tomorrow? And she's like, well, on Mother's Day, you guys talked about me. And so tomorrow we'll talk about you. I'm like, that sounds great. I don't have to do anything. Perfect. Um, sit and enjoy and, and bask in the spirit, right? Uh, so tomorrow's going to be good. Celebrate with family, relax, and eat well. That's what's up. Yeah, I, I plan on doing a lot of eating well myself. Uh, my uh, oldest is home, and he said, uh, just before we got started tonight, he says, so how do you plan on uh, enjoying your father's day i was like well you know after one of you cooks me breakfast i'm sure i'm going to be on the grill for a large part of the day so that we could all have dinner together he's like yeah that's the way i want to spend your father's day too <laughs> <laughs> um the ultimate joy is spending it with my children man. that's that's what it's for so definitely yeah. well garrett man i i'm glad that you were able to come on and join the brothers from the 818 um you know, your, your story is uh, hopefully someone listening in will, will, be, um, will be able to um, be shaped by your experience. I know that, um, you know, there's a lot of men that I talk to daily for in my, in my, um, my, on my job. And um, a, lot of, a lot of fathers are just trying to figure it out. I had a father tell me um, last week that, um, I learned to be a father in a, in a, in a parenting program that was designed for men. 
and he credited the men that was around him. And, you know, I, I feel like, um, um, we need to we need to continue to model that excellence uh, so that other people or the people that are looking on would, would could be witness. Yeah, I agree. Like as you as you started talking, I thought you know I've shared some of the struggles that I seen my dad have, and that's not to say that I haven't had my own struggles, right? I've had struggles in my life, individually, personally, mm-hmm. privately, right, and that have affected my ability to be the best parent that I wanted to be. Um, but you know, and then I think about, again, what's at stake and I go, okay, I need to change. I need to grow up. I need to be less about me, less selfish and more selfless and think about my boys and what they need because they're going to be here when I'm gone. Right. And if they haven't had somebody to teach them and help them and, and work with them, you know, I, I had role models in my life, but there's nothing that compares to a dad. I had men in the church. I had men outside and people that are helping me and scouts and other organizations that were like, Hey, you know, you, you have potential inside you. You are good. You can, but the love of a father and the guidance of a father is unmatched. And so I, I just hope to be able to offer that and share that with other men. Like you were saying that, that, Hey, we can do this. We can support each other, whatever struggles you have, whatever they may be. Right. We can do this and we can grow and we can be better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, um, I can't tell you, you said it was an honor to be on the show. It's an honor to have you on the show, man. I know that uh, we've had some excellent conversations and just, you know, a lot of the words you use tonight are really going to be a blessing for um, some of our viewers and listeners. And um, we just appreciate you, man. So on behalf of the brothers from the 818, happy Father's Day, Garrett. Happy Father's Um, Day. I pray that tomorrow is all that you need it to be. And if, if you're busy from can't see to can't see, I hope you're busy spending it with your boys. And it's a time they'll never forget. Thank you, David and Caleb. Good to meet you, Caleb here. And uh, David, we'll talk again soon. But uh, you, definitely, David, I got to honestly, you're a role model to me when it comes to fatherhood. Uh, the way you talk about your boys, the way you teach them, because I remember the first time they greeted me, they stood up and they shook my hand. And that's just teaching them respect. And, and I, I really appreciate what you do. and. Uh, how you father and Caleb, I'm sure you're the same way because David doesn't associate with people that, <laughs> that don't. So no, he doesn't. thanks you guys. I don't. It's I'm very a pleasure pleasure to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Gary. Well, you enjoy your evening. Enjoy your father's day, man. And we'll touch base real soon. All right, guys. Thank Take you for care. joining the brothers from 818. Pleasure. All right. Thanks. Bye. Hey man, that was really cool, man. I, I'm glad that, uh, Garrett was able to come on and join us uh, and share, you know, a little bit about his household and his, um, his journey, because it is a journey. Absolutely, man. I didn't know, uh, I remember he said his father, uh, his parents divorced when he was young. I didn't know if his father was still with us, um, but I felt it important that we bring in someone, you know, another father to just start this uh, conversation off tonight. And um, just bring a different perspective. I like some of the things he said, especially being transparent enough to say, you know, you learn from mistakes, right? Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of it. It's like working out, man. You don't, you don't build muscle by rubbing it. You build muscle by tearing it, right? And so the mistakes are the tears that you uh, hope to heal stronger. Yeah, so. yeah man. Um, I, uh, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that we took the time to uh, recognize and honor, you know, the fathers out there. 
That's really important. Absolutely. So Caleb, I'm glad we started off with our first guest, um, but I uh, have another guest um, as well. Um, this one's not a father, she's a mother, um, and her name is Maritza. Maritza, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I am. Here I am. Thank you for uh, the invite, and I'm looking forward to this conversation, particularly um, for this special episode on fathers. I think uh, it's a wonderful way to, to uh, honor them, so thank you for having me. Absolutely. Welcome to the brothers from the 818. If you wouldn't mind, just tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you don't have to, you don't have to share anything that you wouldn't share to the store clerk at, at the grocery store. Just give us a little sample. Okay, so I am the youngest of six children, um, born and raised in Jersey City, New Jersey, um, 07302. Um, so yeah, being the youngest of six and, um, when I say the youngest, my siblings uh, often joke because they say I am, uh, an only child with five siblings because there is a very large gap, uh, in our family in terms of my oldest brother just celebrated his 61st birthday, about to be 62 this fall. Um, and then the next youngest after me is eight years older. And so, um, Born and raised in Jersey City, uh, left to uh, school, um, stayed in New Jersey, but um, came back to Jersey City and have been teaching in Jersey City since 2000. So a lot of my life has been spent in Jersey City, and now uh, the universe has brought me here to the Bay Area uh, uh, with my husband and three children, currently on a job assignment here in the Bay Area. And so we've been here for, it'll be two years in August. And so, um, yeah, enjoying life and just, fine. All right, all right. Now, Caleb, uh, so we talk a lot about music here. Um, so I'm gonna need you to, I mean, I'm not gonna hit you with any music questions, but I'm gonna need you to give me that zip code again. Let me, let me hear it one more time. 07302. So why was I thinking of the brat when coming from the 60604? <laughs> when she said that. So um, if you got any hip hop in you, Marissa, we might ask you to. Right, to, right. That's a few bars, but uh, that, that might be another episode. I can try, but I don't know. <laughs> You're going to start a trend now. People are going to start uh, sharing their, their zip codes you know, on, a, on the 818. So. Exactly. I hope so. Well, I, I listened to one you guys recorded with a gentleman from, I believe, Newark, mm -hmm. uh, not too long ago. It might have been like episode four or five. So yeah. I was did he just say Newark? Wait a minute. <laughs> so I figured I would include the zip code just to put us on the map. Not mad at that. Not mad at that. Uh, just so you know, Caleb Maritza is an avid follower and listener. She sends uh, many comments my way about our podcast so um thank you for your support you. and um it means a lot that we have you here uh with us today um so let's jump right into it um do you have a favorite uh story a favorite father's story whether your husband or your dad or just something that just stands out to you in honor of father's day okay so i will say I thought of I thought of this, and this time of year for me is is a very uh, reflective one, as my dad um, passed away in uh, June of 2010, and so 
um, you know, in, in alignment with Father's Day month, right? Um, and it was very close to Father's Day. It's always a, a point of reflection for me. And so one that I can think of, and I do think of often, um, I am not an avid gardener, but I, I profess to be. And so my dad had a very green thumb. And so I remember uh, one time I was starting like an urban garden uh, back in Jersey City, and we bought all these like beautiful pots and we were like getting ready to um, plant them. And of course he was like my my guide, right? Because he, he knew the, the ins and outs of it. And so um, I was about eight and a half months pregnant and my dad and I really never like bickered. We really didn't have too much conflict. I was kind of like a we just kind of matched. And so if you ask my siblings, they might have different stories of their dynamic, but my dad and I really just had a beautiful relationship. And so when it came to gardening, he just was like trying to like take over the whole ordeal. And so for like 30 minutes, we bickered about what pot this one flower was going into. And so here I am waddling around the yard and I remember him in his little like quiet, just trying to will his way. He's like, it belongs in this pot. And I said, no, it's, it's, it's not going in this pot. And I ended up stepping back into one of the tools and it actually pierced the bottom of my foot. And so imagine being eight and a half months pregnant. Now I'm like bleeding from the bottom of my foot. And his like panic was like, oh my God, you know, when is your, when was the last time you had a tetanus shot? He's going in through this like whole story. He said, I'm going to call your mom because I think she has your immunization records. And here I am, 30 years old, and he's like in a panic mode about the piercing on my foot. Uh, long story short, I didn't need stitches, but I did end up having to go into the hospital because, of course, I did just pierce uh, my foot. And he sat there with me the entire time. Um, Anywhere they brought me, he was like right behind me. And I'm thinking like, why, why is he so, I mean, but I could just still remember the over uh, protective, like wherever she's going, I'm going, wherever they take her, I'm taking her. Like he wouldn't even let them like wheel me around. He was like wheeling me around. Um, and so I always just think about that story because we laughed that day. He was so apologetic. It was honestly the first time I saw my dad cry because he was just like so beside himself that in his mind he caused harm. And here I am 30 was the first time I saw him shed tears over an accident in my backyard that I caused because I was just being stubborn about where the plant was going. But um, that's one that I, that I remember and think about often. It's a beautiful story. That's, that's, that's truly, um, uh, I have some frame of reference with seeing my dad cry later in life. It was like, wow, you have tear ducts? Who did? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, what a vulnerable moment. And he just was so like apologetic and, you know, what can I do to make it right? I mean, my mom had a few words for him because I mean, how dare he like cause harm? And it, and it was really just my fault being silly. Like, no, I wanted in this pot, but, um, to add to that story, the plant actually blooms every year around this time. And so I, of all the things with our transition to California, not being able to bring that plant with me um, sticks with me. But every year around June 10th, um, 
either a day before or right around Father's Day, it would bloom such beautiful like orange and yellow flowers. And the new homeowners that are in our home back in Jersey still send me a picture to this day. So the, the lady, uh, the owner there just sent me a picture a few days ago, uh, just showing me that the plant blooms every year around this time. So, you know, the universe and God, right? The beauty of, uh, of nature. So is it blooming in your pot or his pot? Who won the argument? He won the argument. It's blooming in his pot. But I, I just always say, like, it's just such a beautiful reminder of that story and, and you know, just his, his magic. So thank you for you know, sharing. Something that, uh, something that stuck with me in that story is not just the love and the relationship that you have with your father, but you said that you and he, you guys never really bickered. And so, um, that is that is amazing to for you to for that to be like uh, the story that you go to when you think of your father. That's be really beautiful. Yeah, my siblings say he was a, a polished dad by the time I came around. Uh, they're like, yeah, he he already knew the ins and outs. He kind of knew what to really make a big deal about, and uh, even like things like curfew. My sisters talk about like they weren't allowed to go anywhere unless my older brothers were there. Now the four oldest are like a year apart. And so my sisters laugh because they're like, he was just such a different dad. I could get him to come to the mall with me and we'd shop and he'd wait till I tried on a thousand things, wouldn't complain, different version. So he was, he was already like, battle tested by the time I came around. Lucky you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Your siblings are nice. My, my oldest son tells my younger ones that dad, uh, you guys made dad soft. Um, so, you know, cause he battled, I, he, he, I battle tested him or he battle tested me, whatever it is. But you know, by the time the next ones came around, it's like, all right, whatever, just don't burn down my house and we'll be okay. Right, right. You kind of know what's important and what's not. Maritza, like you, um, I am the baby of 10. And so I often hear that same story is that, you know, I got it easy because by the time, by the time I was born, you know, everyone else was helping raise the children and my parents uh, were experienced and uh, they weren't re reacting to the same, uh, at the, with the same level of, of, of energy that they would, would have uh, when they were younger parents. And so that was that. That's the same thing that I hear. Um, I'm curious. You you mentioned your husband. Um, so um, tomorrow's Father's Day. Um, what's the plan? What plans do you have for Father's Day? So um, our oldest is ten, right? So for ten years we've been, you know, honoring him as a dad, and I think um, I am blessed beyond measure. Um, he is an amazing father every day of the year. Uh, he's a wonderful husband. And I think, um, you know, traditionally since the year before Aiden was born, we, we acknowledged obviously, right, where there's a baby on the way and Aiden was born in September. So that first Father's Day was kind of the first year he was born, but we, we enjoy barbecuing. So, um, you know, we'll probably at some point during the day barbecue. Now we have three very active boys. So I would say the last three to four years, we try to, you know, either hit up. Um, we just moved to the Bay Area, which we are appreciating the, the beautiful weather. Um, but in June in New Jersey, it's usually pretty warm. I don't know if it's beach warm, but we usually try to do something outdoorsy during the day, especially with the boys. Um, 
anything from bike rides to now hikes. Um, so the plan is tomorrow we'll probably uh, greet them with a wonderful breakfast, um, which I'm not even gonna lie, that happens quite often <laughs> on the weekends. And so, uh, but tomorrow I do make it a point for the boys to uh, just use the time during breakfast to really reflect about why dad, you know, is an amazing dad. Um, I really try to instill in them that Father's Day is just, I guess, one day, but really our boys, I make sure that they express their gratitude often because I know uh, parenting and especially fathering is not an easy job. And so, especially with three boys, um, Tomorrow, we'll spend some time during breakfast, um, you know, just talking about what makes him awesome. Um, and also just sharing kind of what things we've learned throughout this year. Um, the two younger ones are, are more about, you know, why dad is an awesome dad because he loves to wrestle and play. But I, I'm really loving uh, the 10 year old is kind of growing into a more reflective and is able to kind of think about more than just the things dad gives us but also the time that dad makes for us and dad, you know, talks to us, um, especially him. So I'm really enjoying this transition. So um, yeah, and then we'll barbecue. Um, whatever he wants for dinner, we'll, we'll make sure that, that he has it and then uh, just quality time. So quiet, but uh, making sure to be intentional to acknowledge, you know, his, his existence in our home and in our family. I love, um intentional gratitude like yeah that's uh i think that uh and, and you know with the with the plate since he gets breakfast uh, uh you know often put some a special garnish garnish the plate with something special tomorrow then okay <laughs> we, we try to we try to dress it up but uh <laughs> but uh yeah i'm thinking but we can get a little creative with the garnish you didn't realize you're going to be challenged. There was expectations that put on you, placed on you for Father's Day. Uh, well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing um, the story with you about your father and your husband. I I, I love I love how you you um, you view both of those men in, in such a high esteem. And so it's wonderful hearing uh, a woman. Um, speak so highly about the the importance of the the men in in her life, and so thank you for sharing that. Thank you, thank you for allowing me the space to do so. I really appreciate it. And Maritza, you don't need to hear it from us, but with with three boys, that relationship between them and their father, um, especially as they reflect on the year after year after year of even the moments of the Father's Day message that they give him. The 10-year-old will reflect on, you know, his nine-year-old message. And when he's 18, he'll think back to all the different times and, and you'll get to see that progression. And as a father, that's perhaps the greatest joy. I remember when my boys would run in circles until they passed out. Um, and Caleb and I got to spend some time together today and I watched his son just run around in a circle at one years old until he couldn't do it anymore. Um, and now, you know, me and my son sit around and it's like four big men in the house with a whole lot of testosterone making a lot of noise. And it's the same effect. It's just older, more reflective and, and, and different, obviously. So uh, we really appreciate you coming on um, and, and taking the time to share uh, your message, your Father's Day message. <clears throat> your husband's uh, name, Carlos, is that right? 
close. Yes. Well, give him my best. I'm looking forward to our next uh, uh, after class session where maybe he'll join in and, um, and um, you know, we'll go from there. But on behalf of the brothers from the 818, we really appreciate you coming to talk to us. Um, we wish you a very happy Father's Day and the participation that you'll have uh, with it tomorrow. Uh, we know that a lot of uh, what's happening is because of the energy and drive and the importance you place on it. And so on, on behalf of all fathers, we appreciate women like yourselves, moms like yourself, uh, wives like yourself, and from the bottom of our heart, we just say thank you. Oh, and thank you. Thank you again uh, for having me. And I can't say enough that uh, this is just a wonderful way to honor, you know, all fathers. Uh, we need to do this more. Um, I think that, you know, the impact a father has on the life of a child is immeasurable. Um, and it's just, you know, remarkable to have, you know, you two uh, stand in tall, you know, representing fathers. And it's definitely uh, more than just a holiday to be celebrated. So thank you for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. You have a great evening and enjoy your tomorrow, Maritza. Thanks again. You too, guys. Bye -bye. Enjoy. Bye-bye. So that was really cool. That was really cool. That was nice. Uh, I um I love I love the story that she shared with her father, especially that that she said that they didn't bicker. Um, and the the other piece with um just how um she lifted up her husband that was powerful. That was really powerful. I didn't want to throw I didn't want to throw the nine one three three one at her or tell her that you know my wife was from from Jersey as well. Um, but, um, uh, we had a lot of similarities too, because she's the baby of a, of, of a big bunch and I'm the baby of a big, big bunch. And, uh, I can relate to some of the, the, um, some of the, some of the, um, the differences that, that she had as a, as living in the same household in a sibling group. Um, uh, because I've, I've been told the same thing. My, my parents was certainly much different raising me than they were raising them. Right. Yeah, I think um, my bunch wasn't as big, but the gap was there. Um, and so um, I like the way she put it, that she was an only child with, with siblings. Yeah. That's uh, an interesting perspective. So Caleb, um, our last guest, uh, Maritza, she, she brought some interesting perspectives. Um, our first guest was a, um, a husband and a father. Um, our uh, second guest was a uh, mother. Um, with children and how she uh, honors not only her father, but um, her husband as well. And, um, and from, what was the zip code? Do you remember? No, 05763. I don't know. Something. Something. Jersey. <laughs> you know, we, we seem not, I think we have, we've had more Jersey guests. I think we just know people from the East Coast. Yeah. So uh, this one won't be a stranger. Um, we, our next guest is uh, another friend of ours. Um, um, her name is uh, Carol, Carol Pikett. Carol, can you hear me? Yes. Carol, welcome to Brothers from the 818. You are on our special Father's Day episode. Um, and uh, thank you so much for taking the time to spend a little, uh, share a little joy with us. Oh, I, it's my honor to do so. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, so Caleb, won't you kick it off? Yeah, Carol, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm from the East Coast, Trenton, New Jersey. Mm. Um, I've been out here since 1996, 1986, I'm sorry. 
And um, now, you know, this is basically my home. You know, my husband's job moved us out here. We transferred on, a, on his job. And um, I just began to start learning what California was about because I really didn't like California. I never cared for the West Coast. But now that I've been here for 33 years, I think I care for the West Coast. <laughs> you know, I, both my parents are now gone, so I don't have my father. I don't have my mother. But my siblings are on the East Coast except one sister who's in Seattle. So I'm the middle child. So I have two older sisters and two younger brothers. So I'm the middle child. I'm a teacher. I've been married to my husband going on 35 years. And I have a son and a daughter. My son is 40 and my daughter's 33. Okay. Your son is 40? Yeah, my son is 40. Man, you're just making me feel old. I've been, <laughs> man, I'm like, wow. And I, didn't, I don't, I guess, yeah, I guess that's right. We're, we're about 10 years apart, but man, I, I, okay. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. Uh -huh. So, Absolutely. Caleb, you got another Trenton, New Jerseyite out here. Yeah, man. Um, I think that's probably about four or five people we've had on from Jersey. Um, mm. And, and uh, it's, not, it's not intentional, it's not deliberate, but uh, um, we're happy to have people from the Garden State uh, on the, uh, visiting the, with the brothers from the 818. Um, every time I go back to Jersey, because my wife is from Jersey, okay. uh, I'm, I'm reminded that I don't like the humidity on the East Coast, and I'm sure that that hits you like a, like a punch in the face every time you step off the plane and, and you step down. And, and the humidity is something that I, I don't know if I could ever get used to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so here we are, the eve of Father's Day. And uh, as David shared, we appreciate you joining us. Do you have a favorite story, a father story, either your father or your husband or something else that you would like to share with us? I think the, my favorite father story was when my husband became a father. Um, I think that was probably the, one of the um, glorious moments for him that his first child was a son. And, and I think it was even a glorious moment for his dad as well as my dad, that that was his first grandson, even though my dad had a first grandchild, which was my niece from my oldest sister, who is 52. And then here you come with a grandson. So that just made his day as well as my husband's day. Um, we were young parents at the time coming out of high school, young parents. And my son was a uh, miracle baby. So I think that was even more of a challenge because I had him at uh, a month early. Um, I ended up having um, seizures, uh, had to have this emergency C-section because they were losing both my, me and my son. And so at the time, my husband now was in college. He was in his final year of college and got an emergency call that I was having a seizure and that his child was getting ready to be born, but he missed the birth of his firstborn child. And so I, I, I um, was kind of worried about that. But the funny component of it all, once he did get to see his firstborn, is that they gave him the wrong child. And I thought that was kind of comical. <laughs> I said, um, 
He had the baby was heavy, you know, had afro, the whole nine yard head full of hair. And, you know, I was still under in recovery. And I kept saying, that's not your child. And he kept saying, oh, no, here are handsome somebody. I said, no, it's the ugly baby over there, that one right there. <laughs> <laughs> and he just got so tickled because he only weighed four pounds and one ounce. And went down to 312. So, like I said, he was a preemie baby, you know, emergency C-section. But the thing is that he was able to see him, got to hold him. But um, he was just so tiny. And I think that just um, wooed him some because he was just so little. He's like, you know, how can such a miracle happen such as this? you know, and, and so fast and so quick, you know, not knowing that I was going to go into convulsions and have all kinds of things going on. But I think that was one of the um, special moments of his life as being, first time being a dad, it was a boy, and then also both grandfathers, you know, having their first grandson. Wow. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, for, mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that. And thank you mm -hmm. for um, ch making us laugh, you know. Um, <laughs> You know, it's not often that parents would be like, no, that, that, that baby is too, that baby has too much weight on them. You know, our, <laughs> our baby, our baby's over there in the corner. <laughs> no, I'm just looking forward to seeing your son again. So I'm be like, so you was the little ugly baby in the corner. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to stay ugly, Dave. I don't want to say ugly. But you yeah, said ugly. I used to say ugly. <laughs> he looked like a little turtle lizard. I was like, ooh, and they had his hair sticking on top of his head. I was like, that's the ugly one right there. <laughs> yeah. wow. so so carol um that's that's a great intro thank you um uh -huh. we are um just a few hours away not even three hours away from uh sunday june 21st um father's day um so how do you plan on celebrating father's day tomorrow well i always um combine ernest's father's day with his birthday because his birthday either falls on Father's Day or a couple of days before Father's Day. So I just combine the two with family and friends. I invite family and friends over and we just have a good time. We sit around like Ernest likes a lot of backyard. Ernest is a barbecue man. And so he likes to barbecue, you know, be on his grill, watch his games, you know, have good, you know, clean talk and just be transparent with those that, that come around that he enjoys and that they enjoy him. And so we consider everybody that comes around most of the time that he talks to family. Mm. You know, we're very transparent people. We're very down to earth. We're real. We love um, fellowshipping with people. But most of all, we love sharing our heart and, and what we're about. We're not phony. We're real. You know, if we like you, we like you. If we don't, we don't. And David knows that for a fact. So I'll tell you in a minute, I don't like to get out of my house, get stepping. <laughs> Because Ernest is the friendly one. I'm not so much the friendly one. I'm like, nope. I love, I love how she was driving her point home by slapping that desk. I yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to keep this clean because it's a Father's Day episode, but I could tell you some stories when, when Carol scared me. It's like, <laughs> I don't scare easy, but I've learned, to, I've learned some respect from Miss Carol um, over and over again. So... Um, so no, um, and I will, I will say, I, I love the word you use, transparency, and the people that you guys choose to spend time with um, are like family. Um, your house has always been a home for many. And uh, in, in ministry, we always talk about, you know, we are supposed to be lighthouses to guide the weary through the rocks of the shore. And, and your home has always been that lighthouse, as far Thank as you. I remember. And um, 
in the, you know, we've been around each other for over 20 years now, Carol. So, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I think back to the Motel 6 slogan, come on by, we'll leave a light on for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the Bikett household, you know. Um, you know, I, I think when I came out the hospital with babies, um, they were in the, they were in the waiting room. I didn't even invite them. I didn't, I didn't even call them and say, Hey, I think they just woke up with the spirit and said, Hey, uh, somebody's having a baby. Let's just go to the hospital and see. Oh, it's day. Okay, cool. Um, and, um, so, uh, good family. So yeah, I think that's a wonderful way to celebrate, uh, Father's Day. Um, uh, any surprises for him? Uh, you can tell us cause he won't see this until after the surprise happens. No, I don't, I don't think it's. I don't think there's any surprises. Um, I just think that, you know, when you desire certain things that, you know, you make it happen. And I and Ernest is about um making things happen and that that person is is um going to be able to enjoy it. Um last time I did surprise him, you know, with people that he didn't think were coming. We had a big old bash. Matter of fact, David, you were there, you know, people he didn't know were coming, you know, came. So it's a little bit smaller this year but um because of the covid but again i say you know what our house is still a home our house is still open we cover our house with the blood of jesus and you're welcome to come anytime you know our house is spacious enough where you can sit six feet apart or if you want to sit close you know but i i feel that if i'm covered by the blood and i trust god for the the healing power that he has given me over my own body you know as well as to pray for somebody else you know what come on by because we're gonna die from something <laughs> and it so, ain't gonna be today, right? That's it. So you might come on by, have some good food, and just enjoy. And I think that's the thing. I think the the livelihood of it is that people are able to get together because I think the killing component of it is that they can't see each other, they can't touch, they can't talk, they can't walk with one another. But when you say, you know what, come on over anyhow, regardless of what the governor is saying, come on over anyhow. And that's the way I feel about it. No restrictions over here. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I got many stories I can share. Many stories I can share. Um, you want to you get that last one, Caleb? Yeah. Um, it sounds like there's a, the, um, some, of the, some of the things that you guys normally do is you shared it. You, you, you kind of group birthdays and Father's Day together and um, spend a lot of time with, with uh, friends and family. Um, in the backyard while Ernest is barbecuing. And so mm -hmm. uh, any other, any other traditions, any other, um, any other things that really stands out that uh, for to recognize the, the father that Ernest um, has become over, over the third, 40 years, 40 years. Well, I think uh, the thing that stands out for me is that he shares himself with everybody. You know, even though he knows that he has a family of his own, he expresses himself thin, but yet that's the type of person that he is. His um, father was the same way, um, just caring, sharing. And um, our family tradition is to, you know, open our home and to share ourselves with many, not just our family. We do have those family nights. We do have those family times. But... Um, the traditional thing is basically spending it with family and friends. You know, I don't, I have not seen a, um, a Father's Day that we've had thus far where it was just us. 
we have either had one person or two person we've always had somebody along sharing it with us even someone who don't have a father you know we said come on over matter of fact brandon we've had brandon over and then we had another brandon um just recently in the past five or six years also over that my son was like a father like one to him and so we're like that for the for the young people for the for the youth you know those that don't have a father Ernest has become a father like one he's become a mentor but he you know again just being as transparent and loving as he is that's the tradition that we have is that we um share whatever we have with whoever we can and it's always been like that that's wonderful we we need more you know i have so much respect for Ernest. caleb and i both do honestly um but we need more men like that who are selfless um and recognize they have their own families but they're willing to be stretched thin because they realize the power of a father or father like one and mm -hmm. of a young man so um so on behalf of the brothers from the 818 please as part of whatever celebration you do tomorrow um uh let them know you were on the podcast uh send them some love from both of us and we don't want to take any time away but if you get a chance to check it out tomorrow um it will be there and um i'm sure he would love to hear the wonderful words that you shared about him all right absolutely uh thank you it was an honor to to share my husband at a time like this i mean many people don't have good words to say about their husband their man you know um and I think it goes back to relationship. You know, a lot of people don't know how to fellowship as well as have a relationship with that individual, share their differences. Going back to that same word, being transparent, being real. I mean, you're gonna have your ups and downs, your do's and don'ts, but make it plain, make it real, and just learn to communicate and get along and everything will be all right. It'll work itself out. As long as you got a plan, he's the man. Love that, love that. All right, Carol, well, on behalf thank of the Oh, go ahead, Caleb. No, I was going to just say thank you, Carol. Um, uh, happy Father's Day to enjoy your Father's Day, and happy Father's Day to, to Ernest and everyone that's going to be celebrating with you. Thank you so much, Caleb, and happy Father's Day to you as well as to David. Thank you. All right, you have a great evening, Carol. Thanks again for joining the Brothers from the 818. All right, take okay. care. Bye now. Bye bye. Hey, I thought she was going to, um, you know, I thought Carol was going to say something like, you know, she visited uh, you at the hospital and she pointed out your ugly boys when she showed up. Um, no, seriously, I think that, um, you know, I think, you know, we were talking about her husband and I also see him as a fatherly, like, fatherly energy right um and i he's a mentor and he's a, a man of faith and i met him at the uh, men's group right <laughs> and <clears throat> i just think that he provides a such a safe space for um for real talk and and as carol kind of let in you know we keep it real and we are down to earth and we Kind of just straightforward and that's who we are and i love that um whenever i'm around Ernest, i feel like it is i could tell him anything 
I could tell him some of my, my deepest, darkest secrets, and I think that he would receive it and say, well, let's pray. <laughs> I think that's, I, <laughs> let's pray, for, let's pray for, for what you did and let's pray for the future. And so I, 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 I love Ernest and, and I'm, I didn't realize that his birthday um, was so, so uh, always so close to Father's Day, but what a wonderful way to celebrate, um, celebrate your birthday uh, as a father. Yeah, that you, you hit Ernest on that show. Ernest is the one who taught me that, you know, when someone asks for prayer, stop what you're doing and pray, right? Mm -hmm. Not something you say, okay, I, when I pray tonight, I'm going to get to that. Be like, okay, I, I. so I can't tell you the number of conversations, Caleb, I mean, Caleb, Ernest and I have, um, you know, on a weekly basis where at the end of it, it ends with, let's pray. And it's not because it's necessarily problematic or whatever it is, or we're lifting someone up or whatever the scenario may be, but um, it's good. And, and I've said this about you and him in my life. I'm, I'm blessed that the two people I'm closest to are people who on my best day will celebrate me, celebrate with me in a way that's positive. And on my worst day, they will not push me down into my hole and try to keep me there, but they will find positivity to bring me out. Right. And so knowing that you have men like that in your life is a is a positive experience, especially as a father, because it gives you the coding you need so that um, when your children are having bad days, you can uh, you have exactly. the tools and you're properly equipped to to bring them up. All right. Exactly. So. Um, so in the mortal words of uh, Digital Underground, you know how we do, uh, you know, we've reached the end of this uh, or the the fade out portion of this podcast. Um, but I wanted to share just one quick thing and um, as a closing, and then uh, maybe you can close us out. Um, and we it's been the central theme. I think Garrett mentioned it. Um, it's just kind of a shout out of love to fathers everywhere and the importance of a father. It's not just amongst men. Um, it's not just amongst black men. It's not just amongst um, people. Um, I read a story about um, elephants in, in South Africa, um, and they, uh, they were populating a new wild animal park, um, and, and wild animal parks <clears throat> in South Africa aren't like San Diego. You know, it's, it's different, right? You, you're actually in, they put a road through the, the jungle, and, and that's where the animals are, and that's where you are too. Anyway, they uh, populated with elephants, um, and they were adolescent elephants, age 12 to about 20 or so. And um, the elephants were tearing stuff up. I mean, tearing down trees and villages and stores, killing rhinos and other animals, um, just going buck wild. And what they discovered is that the elephants were in a period called mushed, right? M-U-S-H-T. <clears throat> and it's kind of like being in heat right, where they're just filled with testosterone and they have a smell and they have a look and they have a bravado and a swagger about them. And they were just tearing stuff up and they had two choices. We can castrate them, right, which will instantly calm them down. Um, or uh, one of the researchers had another idea. He says, let's bring in some fathers, right? And so they went down to deeper in South Africa at Kruger National Park and picked up some bull elephants. We're talking 40, 50-year-old elephants, uh, males, and, you know, uh, brought them in and uh, dropped them off in the park. And within hours, 
all the havoc stopped. Wow. Right? Now, I wasn't there, right? But I'm sure they didn't pull them all in a room and the elephants looked around. All right, look here, they can't hear us. Y'all gonna need to start acting right, right? <laughs> there was no audible communication of a father disciplining the child, but it was the presence of the father figure that the young elephants recognized and it calmed them right down. And so my message to all of you fathers out there that are being fathers to your children and sons and, and daughters, and just being, you know, who it is, whether you're in the house or not, you know, bravo, one, um, two, um, keep up that work because it's more necessary than you'll ever realize. And one of the things that we often say on the show is that this land, this world we're in needs healing. And part of that healing comes from the presence of a father. Um, and then the second piece is, um, you know, as uh, Carol pointed out about, our, about her husband, it's not just yours. Sometimes you have to be a father like one to somebody who doesn't have that influence around you. So don't be afraid to share the, the wisdom that has been imparted in you um, as you've grown as a man and with your own children um, or what have you to someone who may need that type of an influence in their life as well. Wow, brother. Thank you for sharing that, man. I, I picked up a lot of things um, in that elephant story that just resonated with me. Like um, the, you said bull out of elephants, the, uh, the, the more elder uh, elephants, they provide a structure and discipline, you know, and, um, you know, it doesn't, so often we don't, so often the, the value of a father or a male figure in a child's life um, is not um, recognized in this country. You know, I've done a lot of trainings and around fatherhood and I, I have, um, I had, uh, I was in a training recently and one of the instructors was saying that um, um, fathers are, the, the value of fathers have become like second nature, you know, back in the day, um, um, uh, mothers would, would gain, um, um, uh, what is it called? Wick checks and, and, and social security, uh, when the father was not in the house. So there was, so there was no, no value in having the father in the house after the children were born because, um, because they could, uh, gain, that additional income from from being on social security mm -hmm. and but but what we've learned over the years is that the value of a of a man in a child's life is so much greater than just being a provider you know a, a father provides that structure and discipline um, a father provides um, teaches teaches love in a way that a mother doesn't you know uh, and plays rougher right with the children and, and and so some some parents might might cringe at that but it 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 tests it tests the boundaries of like um of 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 safety and security and and risk taking and so we know those things and um i just think that um you know as i reflect on my my father um i i i there was a lot of things from my father that I, that I said I would never do. And then here I am, uh, almost uh, 50 years old, and 
when I look in the mirror, I look, I look just like my father and not just in appearance, but I'm not just in appearance, but in the way that I, um, in the way that I look at, at family and, and, and that responsibility. Right. And my father had, my father raised, uh, eight boys. Right. And, um, if you're going to raise, um, one boy, three boys like yourself or eight boys, like my father, um, you're going to, there's need, there's going to be a need for some structure and some discipline. And, um, you know, as a, as a young adult, um, I did, I didn't have a appreciation for, um, the weight that was on my father's shoulder until today, you know, I'm recognizing it now, um, because I now have three children and that I am still parenting and um, it's just different. It's just different. And, um, you know, I, I want to just, I just want to recognize my father, right? I want to recognize all the men that have modeled um, good parenting and fatherhood um, uh, uh, to me, uh, including you, sir. Um, thank you for um, for teaching me and coaching me and modeling for me as much as I try to do the same for you. Um, I am forever grateful for that. Um, I'm forever grateful for all the fathers that um, are out there that are still trying to uh, have a place in their in their children's life. If, if things aren't quite right, uh, they're still trying to make efforts to to improve those relationships. And uh, I'm just hopeful and praying that um you know as a community we can support each other and strengthen each other just like we did in those uh those men groups uh in Whittier amen <laughs> I'm going to receive all that um like you I want to send a special shout out for Job Smith um that man is 87 years old and and still doing his thing um my father didn't I didn't meet him until I was 17, so I didn't grow up with him. Um, and uh, But our relationship since then, um, he's been the key to unlock many doors that I didn't know I needed opening, right? And the older I get and the deeper our relationship gets, I still find myself learning from that man. And um, like one of our guests said before, um, it wasn't until last year when, uh, or two years ago, I introduced him to his grandchildren. Uh, took them to Chicago to visit him, and I saw him cry. It's never happened before. I didn't know the man owned tear ducts. I figured he had them surgically, surgically removed to make him hard or something. Yeah. Um, but it even brings me a greater joy knowing that I get to see my father be a grandfather to my children and just continuing that legacy. Um, and so like you, I want to really send some special love to my dad. Um, thank you for your words, brother. I always appreciate that. and. And all fathers out there, um, it's not easy, it's worth it. Um, and, um, you know, anytime I can have to share with my sons as a group or the, the stolen moments I find when I get one to myself for a moment and just get to share that time with them is invaluable. And um, for all of you fathers out there, uh, for the brothers from the, from the brothers from the 818, um, we pray that your day uh, tomorrow is magical, that it's restful that it's all that um, it, it just gives you that joy inside that only comes from uh, being a father. So that's my final word. Thank you for joining the brothers from the 818. Dave, where can they find us? 
Man, we're on uh, YouTube uh, visually. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, and, and a number of other, uh, did I say Spotify? Another, a number of other streaming outlets. Um, you can follow us on uh, Instagram at Brothers from the 818, uh, Twitter at 818 Brothers. Um, we're out there, man. We're, we're getting a, a slowly growing but steady following. And um, as this is my first real venture into the joys of social media, I'm glad we get to do it like this. And even more importantly, I'm glad we get to do it together, man. Yes, I couldn't imagine sharing this journey with anyone else, and I don't think it would be as effective if it wasn't with you. Well, let me say this. Happy Father's Day to you, brother. Happy Father's Day to you. You be blessed. Y'all out there be blessed, too. And uh, we'll see you uh, next time uh, on the Brothers from the 818. Peace out.